Welcome back into the Invest Well Show. I hope you're having a great week. Hope you had a good weekend, quite honestly, and enjoyed some time with family and friends. Just kind of trying to relax a little bit with all of this noise going on in the world. I'll tell you, it's it can be challenging to find solitude in the midst of controversy and and issues. I want to uh, encourage you this show uh, because we're going to give you some real thought. You know, I mean, there's a lot of information out there that is glass half full, glass half empty. And, you know, it can be tough, Randy, sometimes knowing exactly what's going on with all the fog. Well, I'm a little confused, Michael. I mean, uh, <laughs> you look at yeah. you look at Wall Street. You're in the fog. Right? I, I mean, I, get out of the fog. Absolutely. I, yeah, I mean, exactly. So, yeah, I mean, that's really our goal of this show is, is to say, hey, here's really what we think because here's what's happening. Here's some of the economic drivers. And I think that's important. You know, it can be it can be really deer in the headlight stuff when you're in a place that um, – it just doesn't make sense. So we want to be in a place where we share thought and value that hopefully things do make sense. And I've always been a big fan, Randy, of the idea of, you know, just give it to me straight. Mm-hmm. If it's great, tell me it. If it's not so great, tell me that too. But yeah. give it to me straight. It's like a ball player. If like like if one of your kids are playing sports, right, and they're, they're there and they're playing shortstop and all of a sudden in a particular game there's 15 balls hit to them that they have the opportunity to catch – and eight of them or nine of them, they miss, mm-hmm. right? And you, after the game, you're like, oh, son, you did so good. That was amazing. One of the best performances I've ever seen. You're such a rock star. You're going to go to the pros. <laughs> Unbelievable, right? <laughs> and <laughs> Randy's like, well, that was me when I was <laughs> <laughs> it, It's not all roses, especially when you get past your dad's opinion. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. So it's like, you know, I'm thinking to myself, that's like one of the worst pieces of advice you can give your child now that doesn't mean you'd be like you know what you really suck i can't believe you (laughs) you shouldn't even be on the on the field i mean put your glove away retire now you're horrible Mm -hmm. (laughs) you don't want to go to the other extreme either there i mean obviously you don't want to absolutely break the child but i think it is important that you're real with them you're like listen i just want you to know you know i appreciated your effort out there you had a good attitude you you really went at it but in relation to, you know, catching the balls and helping your team out, we really need to work on this. You know, we really need to spend some time practicing this because your team needs you to get 14 or 15 out of 15 so that way you can be an asset to your team and continue to grow and improve. Well, that's real, right? That's real. It's not like, oh, you're the best player in the world. Let's go get a birthday cake, you know? That's not real. And what that does is that causes people to grow up in a world where they think that they can just give substandard performance it's celebrated and that's kind of the world that we've created and so part of my job and part of my goal on this show is to share with you information that i think is real to share with you information that i believe is legitimate and that way it'll help you be in a place where you know you can make better decisions you can make good decisions about what's happening i mean we experience challenges in our business we experience challenges from time to time and we have to navigate through we have to make changes we have to pull back we have to step forward we have to you know reevaluate we have to rethink and those are all things that are a normal course of life and right now with covid-19 and everything happening you know everybody in life in a lot of ways are making changes and so just because what you were planning on doing you know 3 months ago or even 6 months ago or for sure a year ago well where you are now and the changes that you have to make and the things you have to do might be very different And so my encouragement to you is really step back and take an honest evaluation of what you're currently doing, why you're currently doing it, 
and where your money is being spent and what that looks like and make that evaluation and really be in a place where you say, okay, what changes should I be making, especially and specifically on this show in regards to your investments? And so, Randy, that's what we want to talk about this show is talk a little bit about the idea of where we see the economic future going. Nobody really knows, but we want to discuss that and talk about that because I want you, the listener, to be in a place where you can walk away from this show with some real thought, not just media spin. And I think that's so important in today's culture. We've talked many times on the show, Michael, about getting information and using that information. Don't just sit on it. How you digest it and how you act on it. You know, you tell your kid that, uh, you know, seven out of 15 isn't where you want to be. You want to improve and you want to act on that. If you take in information every night about coronavirus and what we should do, if you're not wearing masks, if you're not taking the appropriate actions, you're not digesting and acting on the information. And that's where I'm a little confused about Wall Street right now, because they seem to be getting a lot of data and the data. None of it seems to be very good, but the market keeps going up and that really confuses yeah. me for the future. Yeah, it does. In fact, you know, uh, we had talked kind of off air, Randy, you were referencing a uh, clip from uh, Kramer, you know, obviously on CNBC just recently talking about the Dow's best week since 1938 in a screen behind him. And the lower third, you know, it says more than 16 million Americans have lost jobs in three weeks. How do those two go together? Um, (laughs) Yeah. And the reality of it is it doesn't. I mean, it's counterintuitive to itself when you just think about it, you know, at at face value. So, you know, when you look at some of these things happening, I mean, here's the reality of this is from an article from Fox as of Sunday, May 10th, Mother's Day. Happy Mother's Day, by the way, to every mother out there. But article here talking about another 3.2 million U.S. workers applied for jobless benefits last week. Well, that brings, and that's literally last week, okay? So, I mean, we're recording this May 11th, and that brings the total over the last seven weeks to 33.5 million, Hmm. right? This is a big deal, 33.5 million. And I think one of the biggest challenges that we're facing isn't even necessarily the job losses, even though that's the case. We're seeing companies start to go bankrupt. We're seeing companies restructure. We're seeing companies realize that, you know, you can work from home now and reduce cost. Everybody is making changes because they're saying, wow, this is just something where, you know, we have to think differently because nobody really knows exactly what the fallout of this is going to be in the future. You know, when you when you extrapolate those numbers as far as people that have lost their jobs and then say, okay, yeah, you've had some government stimulus kick in and you know, obviously the Democrats are proposing 2000 a month per child up to a certain amount of kids, you know, and all of this kind of stuff until the coronavirus COVID-19 is over, which would be trillions and trillions and trillions of dollars, which is crazy. Absolutely crazy. Let me say it that way, because, by the way, folks, we the people have to pay that debt back. OK, mm-hmm. and that's for another conversation. But at the end of the day, we are now in a place where we've got thirty three and a half million people essentially, that have lost their jobs. And when you think about that, that's at like 10%, Randy, almost 10% of the entire population of the U.S. Mm. Now, if you think about it from this perspective, before COVID-19, only about 56% of the population of the U.S. was actually working anyways. Mm-hmm. So if you actually do that math, the amount of people that are actually have lost their jobs percentage-wise is way greater than 10% in that proportional math. So this is a serious, challenging time. And I think it's really important when you take a look at your investments, 
in general, you have to say, sure, there's going to be opportunities through this process. Sure, there's going to be opportunities to invest in. But I think you have to look at ways to get your powder dry. You got to look at ways to get your money off of heavy risk structures, Randy, especially if you're moving into your retirement space. So do you look more? You you see the headlines. I see they waver back and forth like waves, Michael, every week. I I remember Monday of last week, I saw lots of headlines that said, look for the market to go down another 40 percent. By the end Mm -hmm. of the week, I was seeing, you know, with the market going up, there was all sorts of optimism. And I mean, you can't gauge what you do with your money by looking at that stuff. You'll go crazy. Yeah, you will go crazy. You will go crazy. So what's your question, Randy? So my question is, is how do you make your decisions as to where, I mean, we talk about having an all-season portfolio, something that -hmm. that works well in difficult times, something Mm -hmm. that works well during a good time. I mean, that takes professional help, in my opinion. It does. Well, I mean, the first thing you got to do is you got to realize that just in simple analogies, you wouldn't go to the doctor because you need heart surgery all of a sudden and say, okay, doc, I'm going to guide you through how to do this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that would just be not in the best interest of your health. You know, you want, you're putting your life in the hands of that professional, period, right? And you're assuming you've done the research, hopefully this professional is the right person, and you're saying, I'm putting my life in their hands. And so in the financial field, it's a little bit more challenging than that because, you know, it's a little closer to home. And what I mean by closer to home is, you know, when you're talking about finding a doctor, you research, you do your thing, hopefully you go in there, you do it one time, and then you're done, right? With your financial situation, it's an ongoing changing situation. It's something where your stages, you know, because there's different variables in in this story. The first variable is, is you have different factors and phases of your financial life. You have your working and growth phase, and then you have your retirement phase. And the needs that you have in those different phases of life are different. Now, depending on your level of wealth, you know, that could change when you're in the retirement phase versus the work and growth phase. But most people find themselves moving into the retirement phase Typically, you know, starting at age 50 or so, 50, 55, 60, they may not fully be retired per se, but they're in a place where they're starting to think more strategically around that. Okay. So that's what happens. And when you look at that phase and you have to say, okay, well, how are my investments positioned? You know, who has been helping me with my investments thus far? Who is my advisor? Who's my quote unquote financial counselor? Who's the firm that's been helping me? What has their advice been? Not do we have a good friendship? But what has their advice been, right? How has their advice helped me? And if you're in a place, Randy, where the advice that's been given has been kind of just hang in there, you know, the markets are going to move. They're going to go up and down. And as they do, you know, if you stay in it for the long haul, you'll be okay. Well, yes, that can be an okay thinking if you're going to be in the game for 30, 40, 50 years. But if you're moving into the retirement phase and you're 50, 55, 60, Well, now a couple things are happening that you're not adding money in anymore and you're in a place where you might start taking money out and, you know, all of these things. So you have to reevaluate the advice that you're receiving for the phase of life that you're getting is what I'm saying or the, the phase of life that you're in. And that's really important. And then I think the other thing that you have to do is you got to economically look at where the climate is. Mm -hmm. Where are we at right now? And, you know, we are in a place in an unprecedented time in a place we've never been at ever in the history of the country, in a place where, you know, we really don't know what's going to happen economically in the future. Now, that doesn't mean you just stay home and put your head under the pillow, right? Move forward, find opportunities, be aggressive, go out and try and do what you can. But I think it's also important that at this stage in the game, you really reevaluate your overall risk structure. 
Here's a question. Would you rather take unnecessary risk? And by unnecessary risk, I mean that you could potentially lose a lot of money on your investments. Would you rather take unnecessary risk and be in a place where you have the potential to lose a lot of money on your investments, but you could make, you know, 10, 12, 13, 14% a year, potentially over time. So you're taking a lot of risk, but you could potentially make that. Or would you rather take less risk and have the ability to make five, six, 7% over time? Well, to borrow from the movie, you had me at less risk. (laughs) (laughs) i mean that's a real question and i think the answer is what type of risk level do you really want to take now you might say you know i wanted to i don't mind taking more risk I'm, i'm okay with risk whatever and that's fine but the reality is do you want to take that kind of risk on your entire portfolio on all of your investments And I think the reality of that story is you have to be honest with yourself and say, okay, if I'm moving into the retirement stage or if I am in the retirement stage, I must be honest with myself and say, okay, I got to look for ways to take less risk on my overall portfolio and eliminate some of the ebb and flows of the markets. And Randy, there's ways to do that. Mm -hmm. And that really starts with having an independent set of eyes on, on what you're doing. And by the way, that's one of the reasons that we put so much content out there on Lean on the Wall. You know, when people go to leanonthewall.com, they they learn some things that I believe are helpful and can help them get to where they need to go. And that's important. Well, Michael, I think it goes back to the data. We're getting information. What are we going to do with the information? As I was driving home this past weekend, I saw another person with a sign saying store closing. And I looked and it was a mattress store. It was not a, a restaurant. That's a sign. That's a sign to me of some things that are going on. If I see a lot of that in the future, that's going to pique my interest and say, what am I going to do? How am I going to act on that? As I see the information in the markets, how am I going to act on that? And yeah. sometimes it can be confusing. And I think that sitting down with some who goes through this and has a long-term view of it and acts on that data and being conservative, I think there's a lot to that. Well, there is. And I think the biggest thing here really, again, is if you're in a place where you have not really received, you know, let me say advice around your investments that leads you down the path of thinking greater about greater safety. And I'm not talking about bonds here because bonds are in a place where they're at the end of the 30, 40 year bull run. I think bonds, the story of bonds are over for a little while. Mm -hmm. But, you know, reducing risk, strategic ways to do that, right? Because there are. And also talking about ways to reduce taxes on your investments, because there are. And, And really diversifying with more of an efficient portfolio, using private equity, using, you know, direct real estate, using off market insurance based you know, type products, uh, using advanced tax planning strategies and other things in general, all while using market investments as well. I think if you don't have that well-rounded feel and thought, then you're just kind of in one lane and that's what needs to be done. So, you know, that's been our focus, Randy, is helping families throughout the country literally be in a place where they think differently when it comes to their investments. And so I'm going to challenge all of you out there to, to learn more, read more, but If you're so inclined, we kind of have a simple three-step process that I invite you to participate in. And all you need to do is go to leanonthewall.com. Again, leanonthewall.com. And it's just a simple process. When you get there, there'll be a place where you can request for a virtual review or a phone call, whatever you want to do there. And just put your information in there. A member of our team will reach out to you, and we'll just talk through what that looks like. And at least give you a second set of eyes on what you're doing. 
You know, that way you can really be in a place where you can feel confident in what you're doing moving forward. You know, am I doing the right thing? I don't know. I mean, there's so many things out there that cause me to know not whether or not I'm doing this right or doing that right, but am I really making steps effectively that is necessary for the stage of life I'm in? So that would be my encouragement to you. And all you got to do is go to leanonthewall.com. It's a simple, easy process. And uh, it's just something that we've refined helping families move into that retirement space. Well, listen, hope you're having a wonderful day as you're listening to this. I hope that you have gained some benefit and value from that. My goal is just to be real to you and be like, I I don't think, I don't see any reason why we're just going to come out of this, pop right out and be fine. I think it's going to take some time to not only unravel the damage that's been done under the scenes, but also you know, the reality of what's yet to come. So hope you have a blessed day. Be well, and I'll talk to you next show. Thanks so much for tuning in. Have a good one. Any client experiences discussed during this show are unique to that client. They are not meant to imply or suggest you will experience the same results. By contacting us, we'll review aspects for your retirement portfolio to include suggestions about how to best utilize stocks, bonds, life insurance, annuities, and other financial products, or if changing management styles is appropriate for your specific needs and objectives. Michael Wall is an investment advisor representative of U.S. Private Wealth, LLC, a registered investment advisor. Exposure to ideas and financial vehicles discussed should not be considered investment advice or recommendation to buy or sell any financial vehicle. Past performance is not a guarantee of future results. Investments can fluctuate and when redeemed may be worth more or less than when originally invested. Financial professionals are not licensed in all 50 states. To find out if Michael Wall is licensed in your state, please contact his office. Wall Private Wealth Inc. is not affiliated with nor endorsed by the Social Security Administration or any other government agency and does not provide legal advice. Annuity guarantees rely solely on the financial strength and claims paying ability of the issuing insurance company. By contacting us, you may be provided with information about insurance and annuity products offered through Michael Wall, NPN license number 733 0010.